So, Matt, you've got the Chiefs trading out of the first round. I'm a little surprised about that because those first-round picks, those are five-year players instead of four-year players. Why is that a good idea for the Chiefs? You know, it's a situation where they're the luck's on their side. Their biggest needs in the draft right now are at cornerback and running back. The 2020 draft class is deep at both positions. And when conducting this mock draft, the board fell perfectly for them where they could they could take, you know, one of their top cornerbacks there. But in the situation, hey, the Chargers come calling. We'll let you move down five picks. You can pick up a fourth-round pick. And you still get your guy, in this case, the cornerback Jalen Johnson. That's a dream scenario. I mean, if you could tell me you're still going to get the player you want and you can have a nice draft pick to go along with it, sign me up. Hey, welcome to NFL Reckless Speculation. It's your good friend, it's your pal, it's your compadre, it's TC, everybody. How you doing? What's going on on the big show today? Well, we're talking all about the Kansas City Chiefs, a preview of their 2020 NFL draft. The draft, I guess we're about three and a half weeks out now. Joining me on the big show today is uh, one of SportsNuts uh, lead editors for the NFL and all kinds of other good stuff, Mr. Matt Johnson. You can follow Matt on the Twitter, which is... Matt J underscore sports. Right, Matt? Absolutely. Hit that follow button. Okay, so if Jalen Johnson is going to be... So uh, what do you think? Is Jalen Johnson... Could Jalen Johnson be an all-pro type of cornerback or is he like a number two cornerback? You know, I think he has the ability to be a number one cornerback. And one thing that impressed last season is this guy still matching up, you know, Pac-12 has some pretty good wide receiver talent, as we're seeing in this draft and upcoming future drafts. Some pretty good receiver talent in that conference. Jalen Johnson, despite playing through, and get this, because this is incredible. He played through a torn labrum all year, and he was still able to match up with top receivers. Doing that, showing that toughness, and being able to cover these guys consistently is incredibly impressive, and I think he can... Once he's healthy, he can be a number one cornerback for the Chiefs. It might not be an all-pro level, but if you can be a you know consistent, not a lockdown corner, but a number one Pro Bowl caliber cornerback, and you're getting that as a second-round pick, that's absolutely worth it. Okay, so I'm going to go back to my original thought. So why is picking up that fourth-round pick valuable to the Chiefs rather than having Jalen Johnson, who's a potential number one cornerback, as you said, for that fifth year instead of just four years, uh, as you know, the, the, the difference between a first round pick and everybody else, any other pick in the draft. Right. And you know, one of the things with it that we also have to consider now is financially, these fifth these fifth year options are now fully guaranteed so that's going to make decisions in the future a little bit tougher for nfl teams so if you did have a guy that was kind of on that fringe of being really good or maybe just good but you don't want to give him that fully guaranteed fifth year deal maybe moving back in the second round makes sense and this situation with jalen johnson listen if he lives up to the player i believe he can be you can hit him with the franchise tag for that fifth season and by then, you know, you've had him for five years. If things are going really well, you can talk an extension with him. So at the very least, you're going to have him for five years because it would help that franchise tag. And again, I just I keep going back to that fourth-round pick. This is a loaded draft. 
and for as talented as this Kansas City Chiefs team is, they have plenty of needs on the defensive side and on the offensive side that they need to address if they want to potentially repeat next year. So getting a top cornerback and then, hey, listen, the fourth round, you can also get a key edge rusher who could develop into a great player. You can get a starting linebacker for your defense. That's something that, you know, weighing the fifth-year option versus two starters for the price of one, that's where the decision comes down to me. And Jalen Johnson isn't like uh, another little Marky Peters or anything like that? He's not a head case by any means, at least at this point in his career? No, and, you know, he's okay. come from a great program, great coaching, and just, yeah, he can be a very great good player for that secondary. How many teams has a little Marky Peters been on now? Is he, uh, is he on his third team now? Is that right? Oh, he's he's beyond that because you had the Rams, you had the Ravens, you had the well. Okay, it might be three, but yeah, he's he's bounced around quite a bit. Yeah, and I'm guessing that's going to continue here over the next couple of years. So I think that was a I think that was an excellent trade by the uh, Chiefs. I know some people might have thought they didn't get the value that they should have, but uh, getting under getting out from uh, underneath a hand case and then winning the Super Bowl, baby, a come. On, man. Hey, I got an important question for you in just one second. Business with personality. That's the idea that launched London's business newspaper, City AM, 15 years ago. And it's the same idea that inspired our new daily podcast, The City View, where you'll find me, City AM editor Christian May, interviewing the most well-known, influential and colourful figures from business, politics and finance. The City View from City AM with a new episode every morning. It's the perfect start to your working day. And let's go, Raider Nation. It's me, Evan Grote, host of Just Pod Baby. Join me as I bring you the latest news on your Las Vegas Raiders. On Just Pod Baby, I will give you my thoughts on all things silver and black. And of course, you can expect to receive the best information from top-notch guests. Be sure to listen to Just Pod Baby, a Las Vegas Raiders podcast, part of the Silver and Black Today Media Group. Hey, if you're digging on the show and you want to subscribe on Apple uh, Podcasts, you can do that by just uh, searching for NFL Reckless Speculation. You can also subscribe via your Alexa device. She's listening to me right now, so I don't want to say her name because she's always listening. Aren't you? She's looking at me cross-eyed a little bit. So anyways, and then uh, Spotify. Google Podcasts and Stitcher and all the other uh, great platforms out there for podcasts if you're digging on the show. I was thinking about this today, um, Matt, and just a little off-topic question, a little levity here. Um, Would you rather have tiger teeth, like, you know, like big fangs coming out of your mouth, or would you rather have no teeth? You know, I think I would prop. Yeah, there was <laughs> there was hesitation for a moment, but then it was an immediate. I would go with tiger teeth. Really? Because you know, I've seen the potential dietary restrictions that come with having no teeth, and that's not the life I want to live. Tiger teeth. I have something to show off. I mean, you know, if need be, eating steak would be even more fun. Like it's, <laughs> yeah, it's you know something unique and. You know, you could you could get even more out of it. So yeah, that's that's a decision that would be easy for me. Now, what about no teeth? You're just yeah, it's not the life. Now, what what would you want for your spouse? <laughs> <laughs> that's that. Yeah, yeah one right. of us can have tiger teeth, and I'll I, I'd like to have. Them. <laughs> 
All right. Uh, so in the first in the in the first round, you got the Chiefs training out of that uh, number thirty-two pick because they won the Super Bowl, baby. Yeah, that's very nice. Uh, it was. I know a lot of people were rooting for the um, for the Chiefs to win the Super Bowl. A lot of people wanted Andy Reid to win. And gee, it didn't look good for Andy Reid, did it? That first uh, playoff game when they what got yeah. down by twenty or something, and it's just like, oh my god, here we go with Andy Reid playoff teams again. And but yeah, Patrick Mahomes brought him back, and uh, Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes ended up celebrating a world championship. Plus, I heard a great story. There was like this sports writer that I follow, and he's like, you know, there's no way I'm rooting for the Niners because I don't want to see Trent Dilfer win another Super Bowl. He was basically equating Trent Dilfer, or Jimmy Garoppolo to Trent Dilfer. <laughs> Just like, well, that's pretty good. That's, <laughs> he's that's like, good. this is this league is all about the quarterback, so Mahomes has got to win because just to prove it's all about the quarterback. So I don't want Trent Dilfer with another ring. So anyways, I thought, was, I thought that was great. Uh, all right, so the Chiefs pick up a, a fourth-round pick, which we'll get to in just a second. In the second round, with the 63rd pick, I can't believe, and I know you're using a site called Fanspeak, which is amazing. I can't believe that J.K. Dobbins is available at 63. Is he just not as good as some people think he is? He, he is good. I can tell he was a guy who... Listen, when we were going into the draft process during the season, it was talked about Travis Etienne, who went back to Clemson. Uh, DeAndre Swift, who's obviously in this draft class, is a great running back. Jonathan Taylor. People were sleeping on JK. All of a sudden, it wasn't jokes anymore. He was rising up draft boards. He was dominating. He especially came up big in huge games, which, listen, if you're the Chiefs and you're a team that, hey, we want to go back to the Super Bowl, we're going to be in the AFC Championship game every year, you want a guy who rises to the occasion in those moments. And yeah, as you mentioned, the fact that he slid to this point, when I was on the clock with that 63rd pick, oh my goodness. I was, I'm not a Chiefs fan, but I was celebrating. Yeah. Because this guy is just right there for you. I mean, honestly, there should be consideration of him as a potential late first round pick just to have that potential fifth year option. And for him to be there at 63, goodness, goodness, goodness. That is. Honestly, that's better than some Kansas City barbecue, I have to say. No, there's nothing better than Kansas City barbecue, man. Ooh, but that man. tells you how good this is. And listen, one thing that Chiefs fans will like here, too, is because, listen, Damian Williams, he's still a pretty good running back. I mean, hey, he helped drive the dagger into the San Francisco 49ers, so he'll always be appreciated by Kansas City for that. But, you know, you kind of pair these two together. Damian Williams can be that receiving back, that kind of – like last year we saw with the Los Angeles Chargers, that Austin Eckler kind of player. And Dobbins will just be hand him the football, and he will run through balls for your team. Oh, and by the way, you're going to have Patrick Mahomes back there throwing the football too. My goodness, ladies and gentlemen, if this offense can add J.K. Dobbins, we've seen historic performances from this club before. They could take it to unprecedented levels in 2020. Let's be honest, though. The odds of Kansas City winning the Super Bowl next year are probably really low because teams, the NFL, it's just hard to it's hard to repeat. It's hard to get back to a Super Bowl unless you're unless you have Belichick and Brady, which apparently the Patriots don't anymore. So you know, there's that. And although maybe Reed Mahomes are the next Belichick Brady. You know what I love about the um, 
the Kansas City Chiefs. I love the playmakers. And, you know, with the Tyreek Hills and even the Lamar, uh, not Lamar Hunt, Kareem Hunt. I'm getting my hunts confused there. Uh, even Kareem Hunt before he had his, well, whatever. Um, and then, you know, Kelsey and all these other guys. Is that a product of Andy Reid? Is that a product of Patrick Mahomes the second? Or is that a product of both Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes in your mind? You know, I think it's a product of both. It's a scenario where, listen, to make something, you know, if you're cooking, you, you need to be a good, good cook, but you also have to have the right recipes. And with Andy Reid's mind, Patrick Mahomes' arm, everything comes together and just makes a perfect, perfect recipe for offensive success. And, you know, another guy we saw this past season, McCole Hardman. You know, some thought, eh, it seems like the Chiefs are kind of reaching him for him in the 2019 draft. And now look what he's doing. He was phenomenal returning the football last season. He made some huge plays deep down the field. And he's going to do even bigger things next year because he's just that fit in the system where it all the pieces mesh together perfectly. Everything is just fits in and gels together. And, yeah, it's just credit to Andy Reid for finding the right players that fit his system and putting him, them in the best position to succeed. And credit to Patrick Mahomes for being insanely talented. And keep in mind, because, you know, as you mentioned, it's going to be hard for them to repeat. But keep in mind, Patrick Mahomes has said himself that he's basically been playing purely off his talent for these past few years. And it wasn't until late in the 2019 season that he finally learned how to read NFL defenses. So if he's going to get better at that and become a Brady-like savant and being able to diagnose everything – Pair that with one of the best arms we've ever seen. Oh my goodness! <laughs> is uh, is is Patrick Mahomes the best quarterback in the NFL now? Is that is that is that debatable at all, or is he is he is he now the best? He's the best. Okay. And who's second in your mind? Is it Rodgers? Is it Breeze? Is it? Uh, you it? know, I think Tannehill. <laughs> Rodgers, I don't think he's top seven anymore. And behind him, I mean, you're having Breeze still up there, although, you know, his recent track record in the playoffs isn't the greatest. Lamar Jack- Jackson was one of the most dangerous quarterbacks in the NFL. So, yeah, it's there, but there's a tier below everyone after Mahomes. Right. Okay, not uh, Brian Hoyer. Is he is he the best quarterback in the NFL now? He's a he's a New England Patriot, so he could be. He's something. Yeah. All right. In just a second, I want to talk about your fourth round pick, Bonanza. What's going on? You have John Wangland, one of the hosts of Wrestling With Reality. Check out our shows this week on Wrestling With Reality. We have some great shows. We have our MMA show. We look at. Is Khabib Namagamadov versus George St. Pierre a reality? Why John Jones is such a disgrace to the UFC? We also have on WCW Monday Nitro Watch Along, and we take a look back at Triple H in his 25-year career in the WWE. So check out Wrestling With Reality on all major podcast outlets. Hey everyone, this is Stan Wangler from Just Thinking. Stop on by this week and listen to some of the great podcasts we have lined up for you. Two in particular are really good shows. One is called Are We Driving Ourselves Insane? Well, are we? And the next one is called Have You Been Having a Bad Day? Did you have a bad day? Well, if you did, this is the show for you. And I bet you 
When you get done listening, you'll feel a lot better. So join us. Hey everyone, this is Sharon Waxman. I'm the founder and the editor-in-chief of The Wrap, the premier news source for daily coverage of the entertainment industry. I'm also your host of this new podcast, The Wrap Up show that gives you an insider's look at the top stories in Hollywood. Each week, we'll bring you the latest news on the business of movies, TV, streaming, and tech. So be sure to subscribe on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts, and we'll see you each week on The Wrap-Up. Hey, if you want to follow the show, you can follow the show, uh, NFL Reckless Speculation, on sportsnot.com. That's sports, as in S-P-O-R-E. T-S, is that right? And then not as in juggernaut, N-A-U-T. We've been around, we've been about, about six years now, if you can believe that. And if you haven't heard of us, well then, you need to get outside your little ESPN bubble and experience life that is not about fictitious ramifications and other stuff. Boy, the words that I had running through my head that I chose not to uh, mention with my little diatribe there were uh, interesting. Anyways, uh, and then if you want to follow me, you can follow me on uh, Twitter. I'd advise against it. It's just a poor decision on your part. Uh, Hey, TC. The good news is I rarely, if ever, tweet. So, yeah. And it's I get get that Twitter's the epicenter of stupid these days. And, you know, and it's always going to be the epicenter of stupid. But, you know, that's just my opinion. So I try not to engage in the stupidity. But come on. Sometimes it's fun to be stupid. (laughs) Let's let's admit what it is. And then, uh, of course, Matt is on Twitter. And you can follow Matt. And and he's actually a good follow. It's it's not like me. I'm recommending Matt. I'd follow Matt if I followed people. I don't follow Matt personally just because I don't follow anybody. Maybe I follow some people, but not too many people. But anyways, Matt's a good follow. Maybe I'll give Matt a try until I have to mute him. (laughs) I'm just like, okay, that's enough of this. As long as you don't talk about any politics, Matt, then I'll be fine. And I'll be like, oh, okay. But once politics enters the equation, it's just like, well, there goes the IQ of everybody. Understandable. uh, Matt J underscore sports on the Twitter. So. In your mock draft, man, you you just loaded up the Chiefs with the fourth-round picks, baby. You've got the 108 overall, the 112, the 138, and the 142. Talk about... uh Talk about some of the needs, um, and we've I guess we've talked about them a little bit. Uh, talk about some of the needs that the Chiefs uh, could use here in the fourth round, and, and what are the odds that one of these players can be uh, an impact player uh, in your mind? Though the Chiefs have a knack of drafting kind of some lower players and getting some good returns on them. Is that, is that what your thinking was here on acquiring four fourth-round picks? Absolutely. You know, one thing we also have to consider here, and it's kind of crazy— as of right now, the Chiefs have, get this, $177 in cap space. Not $177,000, $177 in cap space. So, yeah, they need to find, especially with Mahomes' contract coming up, whether or not they trade or sign Chris Jones to a long-term extension, they need to find cheap talent on long-term deals, and that's what you can get in the fourth round. You know, you mentioned in this certain area, we trade back from the third round. It's kind of like that first round pick where, you know, pick up an additional pick to move down. So in this spot, they trade out a third round with Washington to get Washington's two fourth round picks. So with that first selection, 
Matt Hennessy, first of all, you can you can do all kinds of marketing deals with the Hennessy name. <laughs> wow, yeah. So he'll have fun with that. And also, listen, this is about protecting the quarterback. Mahomes is your future, especially when you make him the highest paid player in the NFL. Hennessy, during the senior bowl, during practices, he got some run at guard. He's primarily a center, but he can probably play both. And he's a guy that could step in at left guard right away which, listen, that was an area of weakness for the Chiefs this past season. Now, they can keep their current plan right now and, you know, give Hennessy that year to really develop and grow into the decision, which would be fine. The offensive line is still a strong unit, so that's fine. But it's a long-term piece. He's a nice fit. You want to talk about instant impact, K.J. Hill. He was a big piece in Ohio State's offense. And what makes him successful is, listen, this is a guy like Stephon Diggs, just traded for a first round pick Diggs was a precise route runner who just knew how to create separation with his routes get free of defensive backs that's a, what KJ Hill can do you can put him in the slot he'll get open over the middle make a few plays and you have Tyree Kill and McCole Hartman going deep so it's not we're not talking about KJ Hill as you know he's going to be a number one receiver he's going to be a great number two receiver but he'll be that slot guy who can help you move the chains make things a little bit easier for Patrick Mahomes next year and you know listen with this team's plans contend you want a guy like KJ Hill and moving down beyond that because again when we look through the Chiefs history D Ford Chris Jones Justin Houston they are so good at taking these raw defensive linemen and edge rushers and molding them into phenoms who can get after the quarterback. In this situation with the 138th overall selection, Jonathan Garvin. He's an outstanding athlete, raw tools, length, size, but he doesn't really know what to do with it, and that's fine. That happens with young players sometimes. They just It doesn't click for them. They need that NFL coaching to really help them get their effort going more consistently, to add strength to their frame, to, you know, add those pass rush moves that, you know, you can help get past tackles and come off the edge. But a guy like Jonathan Garvin, fourth round pick, and this is a guy who, listen, this is a player who, hey, we're getting him for free because we traded down from the first round. Yeah, we'll plug him in. We can throw him in on third down, downs occasionally. And, you know, in a few years, we can develop him and he can be a very strong edge rusher for us on a cheap deal. And finally, Willie Gay Jr. Now, why he's falling? because players this talented normally don't fall, but he comes with off the field issues. There's character concerns. He was suspended multiple times, some for academic reasons. It's, he needs to be in the right circumstances. He can't be in a place where, you know, he's allowed free reign. There's not a structure of discipline. He needs strong coaching. And listen, we're talking about Andy Reid's program. They have just that. This can be the right place for him to develop and learn and behave and mature while being a very good linebacker on this defense. Not an instant impact guy, but a guy who can play situationally and be pretty productive as a rookie and blossom into a very good linebacker. Out of those four guys, which uh, which one do you think has the biggest impact, the biggest upside uh, as far as who has the lowest, who has the highest ceiling and the lowest floor out of those guys? What's so the lowest guys? floor... I'm going to say is probably going to be Garvin mm-hmm. because listen, we're talking about a situation where he could be out of the NFL in a few years. If, if the effort just doesn't show up, if he doesn't work as hard as he needs to, you cut him by year two or year three, you know, it's a fourth round pick didn't work out. 
Okay, say la vie, we move on. Highest highest floor, I'm going to say, is K.J. Hill just because of what he can do immediately on the field. You already know what he is. He fits into this offense. He'll be productive. And then lastly, I'd also say highest ceiling, I'm going to go back to Garvin because, again, it's that risk-reward scenario where, you know, it could end badly, but he also could end up being a Pro Bowl edge rusher who gets you a few 10-sack seasons on his rookie deal. Nice, nice. Hey, have you uh, watched uh, The Tiger King on Netflix yet? I know everybody's talking about it. So. I have not seen it yet. You know, it's on my queue. I need to I need to get to it eventually. You do need to binge this. I do another show called Binge Kill Chill about streaming shows and stuff, and we were talking about it last week, uh, myself and my co-host, uh, Dwayne Beckett. Um, oh, and oh, my God. It is just the most epic television ever. I mean, it's it's like reality television turned up to, like, 11 to use a spinal tap reference it is but it's not reality tv it's a true story but all these people are crazy they're just insane i mean yeah it's 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 uh it i don't know you mentioned uh maybe maybe talk about the tiger versus the uh no teeth uh kind of got me thinking about that so but yeah you gotta you gotta check that out man that's that's that is must-see tv that is like that is like friends, so to speak. It's like it's like hillbilly friends, um, but with murder and tigers and lions and panthers and leopards and yeah, it's just all kinds of it's all kinds of crazy. All right, in in the fifth round, you've got uh, you got the Chiefs taking uh, Trey Adams, an offensive tackle out of Washington. You know, by the time we get to the fifth round, everybody's eyes is, have has, have glazed over. So. We'll just move on from that. So in the end, the mock draft, they come up with, well, how many picks did they end up having? They had two in the second round, and then and then they ended up having seven total picks, ironically, in a seven-round draft. They just traded out. Uh, so, yeah, I, I don't know if I have any more questions. Any closing thoughts there? You know, one thing I would say, because obviously I've been very positive about the Chiefs. You know, I've talked about how all these additions, they can be an even better team. But realistically, as I've written in the past, we have a column on sports now which people can check out. I don't see this team becoming a dynasty. I don't see them winning a Super Bowl next year. Because even with these additions, there's scenarios where, listen, Chris Jones is probably going to have, they're going to have to let him go or trade him. And you're losing an all pro talent on defensive line. Patrick Mahomes is going to need to get paid soon. And when you're going from paying a quarterback, you know, a few million dollars a year to 40 plus million, that eats up a massive chunk of your cap space. And there's just something different about being the defending champ. Teams come at you harder than ever before. They're, they game plan for you more than ever. And things just don't always seem to break your way that year. So as optimistic as I am about the Chiefs with this draft, I don't know, I would love this for their future. As of right now, the wise bet is to say that the Chiefs are not going to become a dynasty and they are not going to win the Super Bowl next year. But the division, when your opponents are the Raiders, <laughs> the Chargers, oh boy, and then uh, and then the Broncos, uh, the division's yeah. looking still pretty good, right? I mean, all you got to do is get to the playoffs and anything can happen, so absolutely if there's one team out of those three teams and it doesn't look good which 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 team do you think uh, could surprise and knock off the chiefs uh for the division title if the chargers add cam newton and cam newton is healthy and you know i've 
I've talked about this. I've tweeted about this. They have a defense that can be the best in the NFL. They just had a Chris Harris Jr. They're going to have the best secretary. They have a dangerous pass rush. I love Austin Eckler's running back. I think he's a Pro Bowl talent. He'll be huge for them next year. Yeah, he's great. They have, yeah. yeah, he is. And they have the receivers with Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, tight end Hunter Henry. Now, if that offensive line improves, they just added Brian Bulaga, who's a great right tackle. They traded for Trey Turner to plug in at right guard. He'll be a he's a perennial Pro Bowl player. And now with the sixth overall pick, you draft a left tackle, you sign Cam Newton. That is a team that I think a lot of people will be sleeping on, but I would not be shocked if they're in the Super Bowl next year if they make those moves. Yeah. I, well, the, <laughs> the Super Bowl, come on, let's the not Super get Bowl. too crazy. Nah, the Chiefs are going to win that division again, uh, whether or not they can uh, get back to the Super Bowl. We'll see. You know, I, I love the team. Uh, I love Mahomes, uh, so and a lot. I love those playmakers. So, all right, uh, appreciate the time today, Matt. Let's put the big show in the book. Uh, NFL reckless speculation. If you're digging on the show, make sure you subscribe on Apple Podcasts. It's TC, everybody, and I'll see you in the emergency room. Smartphones have made it easier than ever to capture the moments that matter most in our lives, but all too often those memories end up stuck on our devices or in the cloud. Fracture prints your digital photos directly onto glass, making your favorite moments come alive in vivid color. Hand-assembled in the USA in our solar-powered facility, Fracture glass prints are a unique and beautiful way to display and share your favorite moments. They also make thoughtful gifts. Simply upload your photo at FractureMe.com, select your size, and your glass print will be shipped to you ready to hang with just one screw. Use code POD15 in your cart to get 15% off your order. Focus on moments that matter with Fracture Glass Prints.